Hi guys, and welcome back to Season 2, Episode 3 of the Emphatic Fanatics Podcast with your host, Jordan Renton. And I'm joined by my two co-hosts. And yeah, the two co-hosts, obviously, is Mr. Theo Kiriakou. Um, yeah, Theo, how you doing, mate? Good, thank you, Jordan. Yeah, looking forward to this one very much. A bit better yeah, after yeah. Uh, last night's performance, obviously. Definitely, definitely the case. And we're talking about, obviously, Manchester United um, as one of the the main clubs we're going to be talking about in this episode. But we're also talking about your club, Ronan. Liverpool, how you doing, mate? Not great. <laughs> That's all yeah. I'm saying. Fair, fair. We will we will have to get a wee bit more from you um, in, that, in this episode. Uh, because, yeah, it's not a good start. Uh, neither is it for both teams. But as Theo said, um, obviously the game yesterday, Man United uh, won 2-1. Uh, yeah, and Theo, what's your what's your take on the game from last night? Was how, how did you see the performance, and yeah, how was the improvement for you uh, in terms of the previous weeks against Brighton and Brentford? Well, let's face it, it couldn't it couldn't have got um, any worse. Um, you, when you hit rock bottom, mm-hmm. what happens is you bounce. So United were always going to put in a performance. Mm-hmm. I didn't see the I didn't think they were going to win. Um, but I didn't. I didn't think it'd be a drubbing. So I'm very, very pleased with um, the performance. I thought every player put in a hundred percent. I don't think they were fantastic. I just think they worked a bit harder than Liverpool and, and were just clinical. Really, uh, it doesn't fix a lot of the problems, but it's a good confidence builder. Um, and I think yeah. for starters, I think Ten Hag got his um, selection right. The mm-hmm. players he started and the players he didn't start. Um, I, I really want to know where Alang has been. The past two games, I don't know why he didn't start because I thought he was he was fantastic and yeah, it was it was a good night. Hopefully, they need to build on it. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, there were some as it's been called brave calls. Um, Harry Maguire, uh, the captain, was dropped to the bench, and also Cristiano Ronaldo didn't start. And as you said, he, he trusted in some younger players. Um, obviously, you've signed. Uh, Casemiro as well, who couldn't start. Um, so we've seen Scott McTominay play, which I thought was a interesting um, call. But I've got to say that, um, yeah, uh, uh, all the players, uh, including McTominay, uh, stepped up um, and delivered on the night. So, yeah, as we see, said, uh, you started, obviously, David De Gea in goals, Diego Dallo at right back. You had Varane and Martinez in centre-back. And Malassia also uh, got his... Um, first debut start I should say obviously he's been coming off the bench but it's his first start um, you had Eriksen and McTominay in midfield um, and you also had obviously Bruno Fernandes Rashford Alanga and Jaden Sancho as well so um, yeah all, all performed really well uh, on the night and obviously Sancho uh, got the first goal going and his, his first goal in a while isn't it Theo um, so yeah what, what do you make of his finish um, in the game and yeah do you think it was a um, composed performance by uh, quite a lot of the team. Yeah, it was, it, Sancho took his goal really well. I thought I actually thought he didn't do much last night. I think he was probably the only one who didn't do much. Um, and I need to see more from him. I think he yeah. he he looks good at times, but I think he drifts out of games, and I, mm-hmm. I, I was a bit disappointed in his performance. To be honest, I think it's a lot of uh, validation for some of the things I've been saying. I, I really really disagreed and didn't like the narrative of. Lissandro Martinez after the first two games. Oh, no, yeah. You have to remember this is he's only played two games um, alongside Harry Maguire as well. Mm -hmm. I thought Martinez was the best player on the pitch last night. Um, Not in terms of like ability, just just in terms of playing the game. Um, But first of all, Malassia, I just would like to say, I thought he was absolutely brilliant. He he defended so well against Salah. 
Um, and it was just it was just great. And every player performed how they should have performed. You know, you, you can you can take it if you lose a game, mm-hmm. but if the players you can't take it if players don't put in a hundred percent. And last night, every player who played for Man United they, they gave a hundred percent, and that's what's that's what's really nice. Mm-hmm. No, hundred percent. I, I definitely agree with that. I thought Malasia. I, I didn't watch the full game. I was I was away actually playing football uh, myself. Um, but no, I, I didn't get a chance to watch the game. But what I saw of Malasia, uh, I, I, I caught the um, obviously the highlights and also the last uh, twenty minutes of the game. And what I saw was a strong performance and and definitely a man of the match worthy performance in my opinion uh, from from the left back. Uh, Ronan, obviously we'll we'll go into your club in a bit in Liverpool. But what did you make of Man United? performance um as well do you think that we saw a much more togetherness within the within the team um a, a different uh, style of play um and also this defense starting to starting to gel now uh, with that, that back four um in place i think the uh, it's the first time i've seen manchester united play with some passion in a very long time mm. um I think that's down to Eric Ten Hag as well. Like after the Brentford game, I don't know if any of you seen it, but Brentford ran thirteen point eight kilometers more than Brentford in the Brentford game. Uh, sorry, more than Manu. Brentford ran thirteen point eight kilometers more than Manu in that four 0 thumping. So the next day in training, Ten Hag made his whole team run thirteen point eight kilometers. Mm-hmm. So right away, for me, that's that's a statement right there. As in, this isn't good enough. He's just mm. taking charge and he's not taking any rubbish from anybody. So, yeah, I think it's a it's a start for Man United. I think there's a long way to go. Um, I think they played well, but also think Liverpool didn't play very well either. But, yeah, the team was set up very differently. And I've always said this, and I don't know if... I'm pretty sure I've said it on this podcast before, but for me, Marcus Rashford through the middle is at his best through the middle. I don't care what anyone says. People say he's good in the left, but he's good in the right. See, for me, I've always said he's best in the middle, up mm-hmm. front. Um, and he proved that yesterday uh, by getting a goal. Um, and as we said already, it's a big season for Rashford. And if he keeps playing the way he played last night, then he's going to be in for a good season. But we'll wait and see how man you do. But as I say, it's a it's a start. It's a start, and um, it's a great it's a great game to get your start on. Yeah, definitely. I, I think it's going to be uh, interesting how they uh, take it forward uh, because I think that's the thing is that they performed. Uh, it was a valiant performance by Man United, but you can get up for a derby game. A derby game is one of those things where uh, you can give. A bit more, um, and obviously Ten Hag got them in uh, for an extra day's training after the the Brentford match. But it'll be interesting to see if they can uh, produce the goods against us at Southampton. I think you've got next, um, so it'll be interesting to see if they are able to motivate themselves um, to to give all that they've got, um, like they did in this game. Theo, do you think that's a possibility for Man United to do? And what do you make of uh, Ronan's comments there uh, regarding Marcus Rashford? Yeah, Rashford's an interesting one. I, I mean, talking about him, first of all, I agree through the middle. I really do agree through the middle. The guy's got pace. And last night was probably the first time in a long time I've actually seen him utilise it in the right way. 
Um, I thought Martial was outstanding, by the way, in that second half. Yeah, he was. I thought that's the best I've seen him play in a long time. Um, but yeah, it's a humongous season for Rashford, huge season for Rashford, and, and I hope he continues, and I agree with the benching of Ronaldo and Rashford through the middle. Southampton game on, on Saturday, that will be a massive indicator as to where this this team are at in, in terms of if Monday was a blip or if it, it's, a, it's a, a building base, because... Southampton are a really difficult side to play against for a team like Man United mm. because Southampton are a team who they will attack United, they will press United like Brentford did and United are going to have to, It's as Ronan said, it's easy for a derby. They're, you knew there was going to be a response but United need to, they need to take the ascendancy here and, and it's they've got senior pros. They've got, I think people forget mm-hmm. some of the players United have got in their team. I mean, I think one player who, who, really went below the radar yesterday was Christian Eriksen. Mm. What Eriksen did yesterday, he didn't put a foot wrong. Didn't mm-hmm. put a foot wrong. So Saturday's going to be a, a really good game. I'm looking forward to that one because mm-hmm. I, I I think it could, I don't think it'll be a draw. I think it'll be a loss or, or a win. Yeah, definitely. No, I, I could see it being um, an interesting game uh, for, for, for Man United and for, for coming up against Southampton because as you said, Southampton will play kind of like what Brentford did did as well and they obviously um did well against obviously I think they beat obviously beat Leicester 2-1 um Southampton so it'll be interesting to see uh, how they they turn up uh, for Man United I th- I think as well um I don't know if Theo will agree with me on this he played well yesterday but I'm telling you right now Bruno Fernandes needs to get a grip he's a joke sometimes an absolute joke he played well yesterday but I don't know it's maybe more a, a a question for for Theo being a Man U fan, but I'm as a Liverpool fan, I am sick and tired of him just throwing his arms about, moaning and moaning, blaming everybody else. He didn't do so much yet last night, obviously because they won. But even that stupid incident when Salah scored and he just would not give Salah the ball, and then he goes down as if he's been poked in the eye. He needs to get a grip. I couldn't. I couldn't agree more. I could not agree more with you, Ronan. I'm fed up with Fernandez. I think he's been one of the biggest problems at United for the past year. I think he, he spends all the game moaning at others rather than looking at himself. I think his passing's been shocking of late. I think he did okay yesterday. Yeah, he put in a few challenges and he, he slipped to Langer through for a couple of things, but he's been the biggest problem. And to be honest, if Ten Hag had dropped him yesterday, I, I would not have had any complaints at all. Um, I think that's a player who's... He's had a couple of incredible seasons and I think he's forgot what it means to play for Man United. I really do. Yeah, I think when you see him going down um, after kind of like time, obviously time wasting really, um, and, and going down like he's hurt, it's just a, it's just a bit silly. And, he was, and the thing is as well, it, it, was, it wasn't the fact that um, he was already booked, wasn't he? So it was like he, he could have got sent off and then you're down to 10 minutes. Um, the referee could have taken another action and sent him off because that, that is a, obviously if you're time wasting, it is a yellow card offence usually. So if the ref actually, I, I think you can show the res- respect to the ref to a degree um, for not sending him off because it would ruin the game to a degree. But yeah, he needs to get a grip and, and realise the, the main goal and achievement for Man United here and, and that is to get the three points. What I don't understand as well is Michael Oliver's the referee and mm. he's literally standing there watching for, I mean, I kid you not, it must have been at least 30 seconds mm-hmm. that Salah was trying to get that ball. Yeah. And Michael Oliver was just standing there watching mm-hmm. that. 
He's yeah. a referee. Go straight up to him and go give me the ball. Or mm-hmm. just like honestly, or like you say, why like why can't that be a red card? Now I'm not using that as an I, I'm not saying at all that's the reason that Manu won, because Manu are the better team. Not even going to put that in the same the same category. But why isn't Michael Oliver going on there, going over there and going, give him the ball, or why is he not going over there and going, yellow card? You're sent off because that's ridiculous what you're doing. And then the stupid as if he's been poked in the eye and going, oh no. Honestly, man, it, I'm sorry, but Bruno Fernandes does my boxing. <laughs> uh, no, and I definitely um, agree with that. Um, no, as well with, with the first booking as well, he was booked for diving as well. So it's 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 this thing. It's not even that he's making bad challenges, and and I like it. It's this petulance. It's really petulant what he's doing. Um, and that's the thing. On another day, he could have got sent off, and that would be Man United down to ten men. 10 minutes against Liverpool and you never know Liverpool might get a second they might even go and get a third you never know um, if that that situation um, comes comes up so um, he needs to be really careful Fernandes and, and to be honest as you said Ronan get a grip um, with, with with his actions I think when looking at Man United as well we've got to um, consider some other performances um, and obviously he was dropped from the, the starting lineup. but Harry Maguire um, and rightfully so that he was dropped but do you think that he can make his way back into this team now, Theo? Is is there a way that he can prove to Eric Ten Hag that he should be part of this this team, uh, the the starting eleven going forward? Well, of course he is, because Varane will get injured soon, and Maguire will be back in. So, so Maguire doesn't need to, to worry too much. A bit of a controversial opinion, but Harry Maguire didn't deserve to be dropped, in my opinion, on the back of the past two performances. I actually don't think he played badly at Brentford. I don't think he was bad against Brighton. Um, I think anyone could have been dropped. Harry Maguire shouldn't have started in the first place against Brighton on the first game of the season. Um, Maguire will find his, himself back in the, the team. Unfortunately, there's a couple of reasons why. He cost £80 million. He is the club captain. So Maguire will find himself back in the team. But from a, from a, uh, a, a point of going forward, Martinez is a very good footballer. Varane is a decent centre-half. Those are your two to go through. I think United are short defensively, however. I would like to see another right back in. I don't like Dallow. I thought he did well last night, but I don't like him. Um, and I don't like Varane. I thought Varane was, was pretty rubbish last night. I mean, did you see he got outjumped by Salah? And this is Rafa Varane. Um, well, we'll talk about Salah later because I thought he was I thought he was outstanding at times last night, um, which might confuse people, but I really thought it was great. Um, but yeah, United are a little short in that defensive department still. Mm-hmm. No, definitely, definitely the case. Um, yeah, I think I think that's a good way to um, not end off on Man United. We'll come back to Man United. Uh, Sorry, can I just ask you one more question? Yeah, no, 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 go ahead. Um, yeah. Mate, what what do you think about what? What's your thoughts on David de Gea? Right, because. Yesterday, last night, he was fantastic. But you look at him against Brentford and he was woeful and he was at fault for two of them. So where are you with him? I know you've not got another, you've not really got another goalkeeper, so you don't have a choice but to play him. I think it was a mistake letting go of Dean Henderson. But at the same time, he has to obviously go and get football, get game time. But what's your thoughts? Do you stick with him or do you do you think of getting someone else in? I've said this for a long time, to be honest, Ronan. The, the, fir- the first thing I've said for a long time is United's number one is at Nottingham Forest at the moment. 
that man, Dean Henderson, should have been United's number one. He should. This shouldn't be a question. He should have been number one for the past couple of seasons. He commands his goal. He's decent with his feet. He's a good shot stopper. That is your number one. Um, but David De Gea has been one of United's biggest problems for the past two, three seasons. And that's not down to his saves. It's down to the fact that United have brought in managers who want to play out from the back. David De Gea cannot play out from the back. He never has been able to. Ferguson never played out from the back. De Gea's a shot stopper. United need a goalkeeper in. You have to start from the, the top down, and that's the goalkeeper. And you've seen with his kicking, his kicking is awful. If, if a player is pressing him, you look at Edison and Allison. they pass it to the right back, they pass it to the left back, they, they ping it over. De Gea can't do that. So United need to replace David De Gea. I've looked at some of the goalies linked. Jan Sommer, I love Jan Sommer. I don't want him to sit on the bench. Kevin Trapp, um, I don't I don't particularly like Kevin Trapp. Um, but United need to, because Dean Henderson's not going to stay at United. He's going to be gone. He might go to Tottenham next season or something, but he won't come back and I agree. So United need a new goalkeeper and they need to get a young guy in who can play out from the back. Is there not an option to buy for Nottingham Forest if they stay up? No, no, it? there's no option to buy. Right. Okay. After his comment, so he's not staying. He's not no, staying. No, he's you, know, you know something, right? I, I wish there was no thing in his loan contract that said he can't play against Man United because I would love for him to play against United and, and pull a blinder off. I'd love it. Yeah. No, definitely. I, I said as well, I agree with you, Theo. I think I said that Dean Henderson, um, when he came back from Sheffield United, um, he should have been your number one. Um, he, he proved that time and again that, that he should have been given the, 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 the main number one spot at Man United. And yeah, I think I think you've really um, let one slip through your, your fingers there. Moving on, uh, we'll move on. We'll, we'll talk about more Man United stuff later on, uh, transfers a wee bit, and also the board situation, um, the protests, etc. and your take on that, Theo. But we'll go uh, to the other uh, Reds um, and go to Liverpool and Ronan. Um, your boys last night, and not just last night, but the last, the, the first three games, there's this rumour of it being flat um, and they've not got the right ideas or they've not got the quality what's kind of your take on on Liverpool this season uh, and do you think they're missing obviously Sadio Mane um, a, a lot in this team I think uh, I'll start with the games I'll start with the games mm-hmm. so Fulham and Palace I wouldn't say you can write them off but if you think about it first game of the season Fulham have just been promoted. They're at home. They're up for it. They've had a good summer. They've got a good manager. So, uh, yeah, Liverpool were flat against Fulham and didn't play well. Fulham played very well. And it, it's a draw. It's not a great start, but you can kind of look past it. That's what I mean. Mm-hmm. You get to the Palace game. Again, started slow. Well, actually, we started really well against Palace and then kind of dropped off. And then... Uh, Palace score we get back into it um, but I, again we go down to 10 men and I think if we don't go down to 10 men I think we win that game mm. but last night so I, I wasn't worried even after the first two games I wasn't but last night as much as I said earlier on it's the first time I've seen Man U play with some passion it's the first time I've seen Liverpool play without passion and I was worried because I don't know if you've seen Andy Robertson's comments at the end of the game, but he said no, that when they entered that stadium and they were out for the warm-up, 
He says he's never experienced Old Trafford so quiet in all his life. And it's because the fans were expecting a hammering. So I think we just didn't turn up. We just really didn't turn up at all. Man, you were better in every department. Um, we were so... F- I, I agree with what you're saying, John. I think we have been flat. Uh, you're saying it's rumours, but I think it's true. I think we've been quite flat. Like We're not starting games as well as we usually do. Mm. Like We're usually quick to score a goal, and we're not doing it. Um, I think we just need to get our first win under the belt, and then I think we'll be okay. Mm-hmm. I think that's all we need. But... Um, we have, I, I just feel we don't have a midfield. I, I feel we yeah. don't have a midfield. We, like, Fabinho, I'm a massive fan of, and I think Fabinho's fine sitting in front of that uh, defence. Mm-hmm. Henderson last night, to me, didn't look fit. Mm. Milner's about 80-year-old. Yeah. Kate is always injured. Mm-hmm. Thiago is a world-class player, but is always injured. Mm-hmm. We've got Harvey Elliott, who's a good, promising young player. But to put him in a in a, a match like that, I know Klopp didn't have a choice. But to put him in a match like that, you can't expect the young lad to to be doing anything. Uh, I, I rate Harvey Elliott a lot, and I think he'll be a big player for Liverpool in the future. Mm-hmm. And I'm happy that he's getting game time. I'm happy. He's, uh, I'm 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 okay with that. Him getting game time. Yeah. Um. And then you've Curtis Jones, who who's a good player, but let's be honest, he's not he's not a world beater. Mm. So we we need a midfield. Henderson's getting older. Um, Milner, as you know, as I've said, Thiago's on the other side of thirty as well. We need to really bring in a midfield. Yeah. Um, and I think the reason we've not brought in a midfielder this season is because I think we're holding out for Bellingham next season. Uh, but I wouldn't put all my eggs in one basket either. But yeah. I, I would say that's the case. I, I think that's the problem at Liverpool is I can't we're, we're struggling for a midfield. We're struggling um and also you're right, I think to an extent m- missing Manny is it, you can see it, but at the same time I don't I don't think that's the reasons why we've not played badly because you're not telling me Luis Diaz isn't a top player. So um I just think we need a midfield, but we just need to wait and see, but I, I do think we'll be. I think we'll be okay. I just think we need to get that first win under under the belt, and I think I think we'll kick on from there. But no, it's the worst start I've seen us have in a long time. No, definitely. I think it, it's as you said. The the midfield's a real concern um, for for use. Um, I, I was listening to a, a lot of um, like pundits out there speak about that. Obviously, you went for too many. Um, from from Monaco, and obviously Real Madrid beat you to that signature. Um, and there's obviously rumours of Jude Bellingham. Um, but obviously Dortmund aren't likely to be wanting to sell after Haaland's going out the door. They don't want to replace another key player to their team. Um, but the fact that you just didn't have any alternatives for that midfield, um, I just think is really that's kind of worrying, worrisome, worrisome. Oh, I'm trying to say that word. Um, it's quite worrying. Um, to be honest. For, for Liverpool because you have been so clever in your business previously. I don't know if because of Michael Edwards going out the door um, that the the board haven't been as prepared. Um, I don't know who's who's doing the transfer business for Liverpool as much um, now. But yeah, I, I'd be kind of worried that you aren't looking at the likes of 
I know there's players being linked like uh, of other teams, Fabian Ruiz from Napoli, for example, or Milinkovic Savic from from Lazio. That these types of players that are, yes, they're not like the youngest players, but they are still at the prime of their careers. And in my opinion, you you need legs in that midfield. Um, I think you need someone who's going to be that box to box runner. Um. And I think that's what he's wanted from Naby Keita, to be honest. I think that's what he's wanted Naby Keita to be. But obviously, as you said, his injuries have been a problem. Um, Theo, what's your what's your kind of take on on Liverpool's midfield situation at the moment? Do you think that they are over reliant on both youth and experience, but not having that energy in there? The, the, the midfield that, that started last night was not a top ten midfield for for a Premier League team. I looked at it and I thought, where's the creativity coming? I think Harvey Elliott's a great player, but yeah. so much pressure on his shoulders. Yeah. Um, Liverpool have had quite a few injuries. I think we've got to remember, and I think a big loss that people are not talking about is Yota. I think mm-hmm. the loss of Diogo Yota is humongous. Um, mm-hmm. And I think I think we'll see that come to the fore. But just talking about Liverpool, just, just from my perspective, I, I'm a little worried. Um, I'm not worried for them finishing top four. Um, that'll be fine. You've got Bournemouth at the weekend. I mean, Bournemouth are the worst team to, to be in the Premier League um, since Derby County got nine points. That's a shocking team. Um, but I look at Liverpool, I look at the way that you play at the moment, and I'll just talk about two things. The fullbacks, the fullbacks don't seem to be pushing on. There seems to be something really disjointed. The play never seems to go down Salah's wing. It's always down Diaz. And yeah. I've got conflicting opinions on Diaz, but I won't get into that at the moment. Okay. But long-term for Liverpool, I'm a little worried. Jordan's right. I'm worried for them long-term. I looked at your bench last night and I I just didn't I didn't see any game changes. And the squad's aging a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. For example, if you lost Salah in the summer as well, I, I'd really worry for your chances in, 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 in even the top four, to be honest. So Liverpool are really losing their threat a little. I'm not going to get over him. Um, I'm not going to go mm-hmm. mad, but I don't know. I just, I look at the Liverpool team and I, I just, Klopp's teams do this. Mm-hmm. He did this at Dortmund. He got four or five truly incredible seasons. And then the season he got sacked, they almost got relegated. Mm-hmm. So Klopp's teams do implode. And I just wonder if the, the signs of cracks are, are just slowly forming. Mm. No, I definitely agree. Dort- at Dortmund, there was um, definite cracks after certain players left, like so obviously Lewandowski and Goetze left, um, and and you've seen cracks after that, and uh, that could be the same with Mane, obviously leaving um, Liverpool, um, one a, a very key player um, in the team, and yeah, it's it's kind of. I don't know. It's it is a bit nervy for for Liverpool. They need to need to sort it out sooner rather than later. Um, Ronan, what, what's your kind of take on Trent Alexander-Arnold? Because there's a lot of talk, a lot of people saying that his positioning is is a problem. Um, and we've seen with Alanga's chance uh, in in the game, um, Trent was nowhere to be seen. And he's the right back in the end of the day. Um, and if, if he's not covering that left winger, um, yeah, I think that's a that, that's a thing that he needs to work on. And he's been caught out a couple of times saying um, of, of goals last season uh, where he wasn't uh, in the right position or he was playing players on side um, and not keeping the line too well. Do you think his, his future is in that midfield? Because a lot of people are saying that he could move into that kind of central central midfield spot on the right, right-hand right side. No, I think he'll stay right back. I can't see him being a midfield. Mm. I think he's capable of playing midfield. 
But I think people forget. People say this, he's always a position, he's always too high up. But I think people forget he's told to do that. Mm-hmm. It's not that he's just wandering about. He's been specifically told a way that he needs to play. And I, I don't have any problems with it. Like, mm-hmm. Listen, he, Trent isn't the best defensively. Mm-hmm. We all know that. But going forward, he's fantastic. Yeah. Um, and you just got to, you've just got to take that. That mm-hmm. that's what he comes with. Um, mm-hmm. so that but that's why, that's why that midfield three are so key. And like you said earlier, Jordan, mm-hmm. all of them need to have legs because the front three, the the front three are the front three. They stay up. Yeah. And you've got the two fullbacks usually that push up as well. Mm-hmm. So that midfield three have to be so disciplined. Mm-hmm. They need to make sure that they're not getting carried away with the rest of the team. Mm-hmm. And I just don't see the legs in there at all. Mm. Um, like I say, I rate Fabinho massively, but Fabinho's not the quickest. Mm-hmm. But I think his position's safe because I think he's a great player. That's one thing I didn't quite understand is why Klopp didn't start him yesterday. Because mm-hmm. um, I think he's very key to the way Liverpool play. Yeah, I, I was surprised by that, that he, that he didn't start Fabinho because, yeah, I think he's out of the three is the most key in that in that in that midfield three. When Fabinho um, doesn't play, Liverpool struggle a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I notice that. But yeah, um I, I agree with you. You're starting to see some cracks and I, I it is slightly worrying. I, I, I like you say I think we'll be fine this season. I think people forget as well though. They're saying why haven't Liverpool brought in a midfielder? Liverpool, as much as they're one of they've been one of the best teams in the world over the last five years, people forget that they don't have the same money as the other clubs. So, yeah, maybe we do need a midfielder, but we just spent eighty five million on Darwin Nunes, mm-hmm. up rising to a hundred million. So, you can't just go out and buy another top midfielder because we've just mm-hmm. spent the money on on our striker, which we also needed. Don't get me wrong, we needed it. So, I just think people forget that as much as Liverpool are a brilliant team, they're not in the same market as the other big clubs. So, um, that's why I think the midfield is suffering a bit. But, yeah, we'll see. We just need to wait and see. Um, Mm -hmm. um, I think if we get a win against Bournemouth, I think we'll start to to get a few wins in the bag. Mm-hmm. So, But yeah. you're right as well, Jordan, if, eh, mm. Theo, if it wasn't for Salah, if we lost Salah as well, I'd be worried because Salah is massive for us. Absolutely massive. He's, our, he's where our goals come from. Diaz will get a few goals. Bobby Firmino isn't a goal scorer. He's a creator. But even Bobby Firmino's dropped off a bit. But that could just be down to the fact that he's injury prone by the looks of it. Mm-hmm. And also, he doesn't get a run of games. And you're right, Jot is a big miss. But um, yeah, if we had lost Salah, I agree. I don't. I would. I would have been really worried if mm-hmm. we lost Salah. Yeah, no, definitely. It's it's yeah, it's kind of worrying times. What do you think then? Obviously, you're you're saying you need to bring in a midfielder. Is there any type? Like, is there any specific midfielder that you that you like the sign of? Obviously. Y- y- you're gonna possibly say Bellingham, um, but do you think there's anyone else that is is a standout, um, in, in that kind of position? Um, yeah, what, what's your kind of take on 
the other players. Be- like you, you said it already, Bellingham's the obvious one. I think he's exactly what Liverpool needs. Mm. Um, he's that he's he's got all the legs. He can dictate a game, controls the midfield, yeah, full energy. I think he's a perfect replacement for Jordan Henderson. Mm-hmm. I also think he's an upgrade on Jordan Henderson. Um, but we need a creator as well. I know we've got Thiago, but Thiago's getting older. Thiago's mm-hmm. always injured, so we need a player to come in that can can make that final ball or produce that moment of magic uh, with a pass. Um, I can't think of anyone off the top of my head. Um, but yeah, just that that type of player. Because uh, as I say, I think we're fine with Fabinho. I just think we need another box-to-box like Bellingham who will mm. just run all day and I sort of a creator as well. But um, yeah, the midfield needs needs polished up. Yeah, definitely. No, it definitely does. Um, yeah, I think that's a, a kind of good way to end on Liverpool. There's not much really we need to say about Liverpool. They do need a win um, against Bournemouth. That's probably where they're going to need to, uh, hopefully there's, well, hopefully for your your sake that their season, um, yeah, just, just starts really again properly. Um, I think, finally, finally actually, um, I'll, go, I'll go to Theo actually. What, what's your opinion on, do you think that Liverpool now the title race is done? Um, and I'll, I'll get Ronan's opinion on that as well. Do you think that, yeah, the title race is done for them this season? No, because they were like nine, like 12 points off last season and then came to the last game of the season. But they ain't going to win the league this season anyway. No one's going to gonna stop Manchester City. I think that's that's pretty obvious. Can I just make one comment? Um, yeah. Luis Diaz is the most overrated player I've ever seen. He, he doesn't do basically anything. The ball keeps going down his wing. He huffs and he puffs. His end product is rubbish. I listened to a podcast and you know Julian Laurent, the mm-hmm. um yeah. he's, he's a really good journalist. The French one. He, yeah, he said Diaz will get goals, but he won't get as many as he should get. And he got he got absolutely slated for it. And he's so right. Diaz mm-hmm. will get seven, eight goals a season and maybe six assists, but I don't think that's good enough personally. I, I just mm-hmm. I watch him and I think you get so much of the ball and you don't do much with it. I, I, that's just my opinion. Yeah, no, that's uh, Ronan. What's your kind of take on that? Do you think that Theo's wrong for, or well, Julian Laurent is wrong as well for for thinking that? Nah, I think he's, I think he's a really good player. I, I I agree that a lot of people are say like I I understand why Theo thinks he's overrated, or people are saying he's overrated because he's getting talked about a lot. But mm-hmm. nah, I I've seen enough to know that like I think he does. Do enough with the ball, and I, I think he, I think he'll get double figures for goals and mm. assists. I think he's, yeah. he's got so like personally, I do. I mean, if it wasn't for Diaz with a loss to Crystal Palace, he scored an outstanding goal yeah. against Crystal True, Palace. Yeah. Um, so I think he's, I think he's a, a really good player. Um, mm-hmm. I just think, I think he has talked about a lot, and that's why people think, mm-hmm. oh, he's overrated. Mm-hmm. So, but I, I rate him highly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you think as well, sorry Ronan as well, last point, do you think that you're missing, obviously, Darwin Nunez, he's, he's, he's got that match suspension, that three-match suspension um, for, for headbutting. Um, well, not really headbutting, to be honest, uh, Anderson. Um, but, yeah, kind of getting into a scrap with Anderson. Do you think that uh, his, like, obviously him being suspended limited your way of playing last night, especially? 
every time I've seen uh, Darwin Nunez play for Liverpool, we play so much better. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. all, that that's that's by far. Listen, it's not it's not new to mm-hmm. Liverpool. We from you know what front played that way for years, mm-hmm. but um, well, you seen it against Fulham. Um, you've seen it with Palace as well. Um, I'm not going to say we missed Nunes because we've only seen, mm-hmm. we've not even seen a full 90 minutes of him yet. But anytime I've seen Nunes play, we've played better. So yeah. I think um, I think he'll be key to, to Liverpool this season as well. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. I think that'll be the case. Anyway, that's a good way to, to finish up on Liverpool. We'll give you a break, Ronan, on slating your team. Um, we'll go back to Theo and slating his team, actually, now. Um, Theo, going back to Manchester United. Um, going back to what we're saying, um, and we were talking about players coming in, you're, you're saying some goalkeepers. Um, obviously, you mentioned Jan Sommer, and uh, you don't want to see him sitting on the bench, um, and, a, and a few other Obviously, you mentioned Kevin Trapp, and you don't desperately want him. But is there what what do you do to resolve the the De Gea situation um, that we mentioned? Do you think there is someone that obviously you mentioned Dean Henderson? You're not going to get Dean Henderson's not going to want to stay at Man United. Um, so who do you bring in long term? Obviously, Sommer might be a short term option to come in, but long term, how do you resolve this situation and who do you look look to? I don't know. I I really don't know. I mean, they're, they're obviously not going to do anything. Um, they're not yeah. going to do anything this season. Because transfer window closes in a week, and mm-hmm. De Gea is the not the biggest problem at Man United. No. If you know, what I mean, they've got other situations to solve. They've got to try and find a, a young, decent goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. Um, off the top of my head, I can't really think of anyone. I really can't. I, I, I'm not really sure of any kind of young and up, upcoming goalkeeper who is mm-hmm. who is good enough and who's better than Dean Henderson. To to be honest, mm-hmm. um, in, in that role, so I can't really shed much light on that. That to be honest, Jordan, um, I I really don't know. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's a it's a interesting situation to see um, who you go to next because yeah, as we said, De Gea not a great playing out from the back. Um, uh, yeah, so it'll be interesting. But as you said, there's 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 other problems in there. What what do you make of the Casemiro signing actually? Um, because obviously we've we've seen that he's been unveiled. Um, do you think this is a panic buy by the Glazers to appease uh, fans? Um, obviously, we've seen. Well, we'll go into the the t- chat about uh, the protests and and the Glazers and the possible uh, stake that Jim Ratcliffe is going to be acquiring in Man United. But in terms of Casemiro and possibly Anthony um, coming in for a hundred million, which has been touted, which I think is ridiculous money. Um, but yeah, talking about that, do you think these are panic buys uh, from from the Glazers themselves? No. Um... So we'll t- talk about Casemiro for, for starters. Mm-hmm. Casemiro is an upgrade to anyone else they've got in central midfield. Yep. Central so we can't we can't disagree with that. No, no. Casemiro, every top team has a sitter. Fabinho, Rodri, I think Rodri's the best in the world. Um, and then uh, whatever. Every team, every good team has a has a good defensive midfielder. Casemiro, he's a decent player. I don't think he's as good as winning five Champions League highlights. But I think he'll do okay at Man United. Um, it just depends on whether he can be fit. It's a bit of a panic buy. Um, the money is, is is astronomical for him. Anthony was um, his top target, one of his top targets. It won't be 100 mil. Ajax will settle for 70 with add-ons. 
Um, and I think United will sign Cody Gakpo as well. I think they'll get Gakpo, Anthony and obviously Casemiro. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I, I think United need another winger. I really do. I think um, Santos hot and cold. The Langer's young. Rashford, if he plays for the middle, United need another winger. Oh, I, so, I, I, I like Gakpo. I and, Anthony, yeah, Gakpo will come. The only reason United haven't signed Gakpo is because... Mm. Obviously, PSV Rangers tomorrow night and, and United are showing respect, oh, which, right, okay. to be honest, it, it, it's quite rare in football. So, mm-hmm. obviously, Ruben Van Nistelrooy being manager, that they're showing a bit of respect to a well, hopefully, hopefully, hopefully you don't get well, um, outbidded or, or something happens in, in that aspect because, yeah. You well, if, if, they, if they do, they do. I mean, if United end up with, with Anthony, I'd be happy with that. If United get Anthony and Gakpo, that's cool. But I, I don't trust too many Dutch league players, to be brutally honest. So, I think, you know, I'll settle for two. But, United really could do with another right back. I'm, I'm being serious that they need yeah, to no. buy a proper elite yeah. right back because mm-hmm. I, I really like what he's done as well with some of the players he's dropped. Yeah. Luke Shaw's not going to get another sniff this whole season, which is uh-huh. good. Um, and Casemiro, oh, no, I, I think that, I think that was the best decision he could have made is brought in Malassi. I thought Luke. I think yeah, Luke, I Shaw's, been, time, Luke Shaw's been immense for like. I watched I watched Malassia quite a bit last season, and I said he looks like an absolute steal. Mm-hmm. The guy is not Yao Cancelo. Let's mm-hmm. just put it out there. Yeah, but he looks like a really good, uh-huh. talented young player. He really yeah. does. What do you consider then as top tier right back? Because you're talking about a top tier right back. What would you consider as that? Would you say someone like maybe Tyrick Lamptey might be a good option uh, from Brighton? Do you think someone like that, or do you think that you need to be a proven, proven right back that's uh, an elite level? It's 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 difficult because United are not going to go out and spend silly money at the moment, and, and mm-hmm. the market is is difficult. I've been looking at Denzel Dumfries from Inter mm-hmm. Milan. I think that's probably the player. I don't think he's that good, but I I think he's mm-hmm. a decent player who could fit the system. What do you um, make of Sergio Dest as well? He's been. I think played. Sergio Dest is rubbish. Mm-hmm. I think he's yeah. rubbish. Mm-hmm. I, I don't understand why Barcelona is Barcelona tax. Mm. You know, he's been playing alongside Oscar Mingueza, who's the worst footballer I've ever seen. <laughs> not uh, Oscar Mingueza again. Not, not, an, not another time. Interestingly, interestingly, Santa Vigo played Real Madrid yesterday or, or oh, Sunday yeah. and they lost 5-1. Yeah. So, I mean, Mingueza mm. started, so I rest my case. Um, United just need to get someone, maybe even if they can do a loan to buy on someone, but yeah. Have you... Have you seen the latest one, Theo? And I kid you not, this is not a joke. Josip Juranovic. I'm not even joking. From Celtic? Yeah. To, to go on to Man United? Seriously. And he's, he's I, guess born, I guess Borna Barisic has been linked as well. This, this, is, this, is, this is not this is not another uh, watch cut again. Oh, like like J- James McCarthy no, to Sunderland. This, this is when we got linked with James McCarthy and supposedly the, Celtic News. And the I thing like, is, what are you like, I don't mean any disrespect to Juranovic, but like, and I don't mean this in a big-headed way, but like, he, he he's probably not, he's not even one of Celtic's better players. I mean, he shouldn't yeah. be linked with United. I'll tell you a player who, who I've just thought of who'd be all right. Kyle Walker-Peters. I think yeah, he's no, worth definitely. a shot if the deal was sensible. Is, is they he want 40-odd million. Has he been playing left-back for uh, Southampton? Uh, he was, yeah, because yeah. Livermento is injured, isn't yeah. he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of... I don't know. It all depends on the money. It all depends on the money. If if they can get someone sensible in, maybe, but if not... Not, not Thomas prob- Meneer. <laughs> no, no, I can't stand that. <laughs> when I see that, I was like, you'll, you'll love that to hear that. But he's terrible. Like, I know. I don't know. I don't understand why United are even being linked with him. I I, I'd be interested in Benjamin Pavard. Yeah, I um, thought about Benjamin Pavard. I don't think he's Thing that good. What about, what about Frim, Frimpong, maybe? Gentleman Frimpong from. Nah. 
from Manu missed out on a, a, a trick, uh, not buying, getting Missouri from Ajax. Mm, missed out right, on a big trick. Right, yeah, yeah, how's it been going for him, by the way? No idea. He's just an idiot. He's, he's joined the club where he's not going to get in because Pavard's up to his game. He's not going to mm. play. Yeah. He's just clueless. Yeah. But United need a right back. I think that's going to be a real problem because I watched Dallow last night and I thought mm-hmm. you are you are performing better than you actually are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I don't rate Dallow. Um, no. out, out the two right backs, I'd keep Wan-Bissaka over Dallow. That's, that's kind of no, no, but, no, but, no, no, but, no, no. But, no, no. Wan- Wan-Bissaka but, is, oh, he's truly awful. <laughs> He's got to go. I, I I don't think he's really awful. I think he's been he's been told to do something. In my opinion, I think when he was came into Man United, it's like you need to be an attacking right back. And don't get me wrong, that like when you when he was signed, he wasn't an attacking right back at Palace. He wasn't that. He was a defensive right back. Um, and yeah, I just I don't see. I he's in the he, wrong era, dude. Like if, if this was ten years ago, amazing. But but fullbacks now they have to be dual threat. You have to be, yeah. You have to be just as good attacking as you are defensively. He's <laughs> he can't attack. He's amazing yeah. defensively. He just can't attack. Yeah, true, true. No, it's something that um he, he needs to look at. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I I don't rate Dallow at all. I don't rate Dallow in attack or defense. That's 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 my kind of p- opinion on it. Um, I I would rather have Juan Basaka as as an option as being a more defensive solid uh, option. Um, I think defensively he's he, he's better than what he's been showing. Um, I, I think because he's been asked to attack, he, he, the, the, you then lose that aspect of him being good as a defender. Um, so that that's just my take on it. But I, I don't rate Dallow at, at all, to be honest. Um, never really have. Um, anyway, that, that's a good way to wrap up your transfer business. Unless there's anything else that you that you know of that really needs to be spoken about. Um, Ronaldo, yeah. Ronaldo is the I just that came to mind is is what what's uh, is there any news on him or um is he is he going what what's happening? He'll be going if you read if you read Bruno Fernandez's comments last night that he knows what's happening and and I, I think he said enough to say that Ronaldo Ronaldo yeah. will be will be off and to be honest it suits mm-hmm. everyone it suits Ronaldo it suits Ten Hag it suits United I just wanted to make one just final point mm-hmm. I'd be really disappointed if United saw James Garner. I'd be yeah, really no, disappointed no, I think that, I think that would be happen because ridiculous I, I think he's better than Scott McTominay. I think mm-hmm. he's better than Fred. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a player who, if you get Casemiro in, he can, can learn look. from him and, and, yeah. and Ericsson as well. So I'd yeah. be really devastated if if they if they let him go because I, I think he's a good player. I can't believe that he's been linked away. I really mm-hmm. genuinely, it bewilders me how he's been linked away. Like, I don't get why Scott McTominay, I, fair play, put in a good performance last night, but I can't believe that James Garner hasn't been considered to be get, getting a chance even. Like, I, 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 like to be honest, I was surprised McTominay was kept. I would have been like, right, put Garner next to Ericsson. Like, uh, it, it wouldn't have been, think, it wouldn't have been horrific. McTominay gets a, I, I, I'm quite a big defender of McTominay. I, I think yeah. McTominay is, is a really good squad player. And McTominay always gives a hundred percent, and sometimes he's really good. But yeah, I agree. I agree. It's it's, it's just I think those as well. I think he's been poor for the last season. I don't know how you think, Ronan, about this, but I think he's been poor for Scotland. To be honest, McTominay. I know he plays a different position, um, in that kind of back three that we put or like back five we kind of play. But I think he's been even poor for Scotland. To be honest, and um, yeah, what's your kind of take on McTominay? Do you think that he should be getting a chance over Garner as well at United? McTominay for me is a, a player that gives his all 100% every game. 
but I just don't think he's a Man United player. Mm. I think that's I think he's a, a mid table level player. Like he, yeah. he could go walk into a Newcastle team or a West Ham mm. or an Everton, a team like that. That's his that's his level. Mm-hmm. But yeah. oh, fair play to him, he's managed to keep himself in that Man United team for three three years now and he gives him gives it his all every I, I think he's better than Fred. But oh, yeah. um absolutely but he's just not he's just not to the level of man you that that's all it is. It's it's mm-hmm. nothing to do with an attitude problem or it's just not good enough, that's all it is. Mm. No, definitely. Um I definitely think that's that is that is the case, to be honest. Um, yeah, no, that's that's a good way to wrap up your transfer business anyway for Man United. Um, looking at the the kind of talk with ownership, Theo, what, what's your kind of opinion with the Jim, Rat, Jim Ratcliffe being involved? Um, is it Michael Knighton, is that his name as well, that's been uh, linked to part of this consortium sort of thing as well um, to, to buy Man United off the Glazers in the future? Is, is this something that, um, excites you as a United fan and what's your kind of t- do you think that this is going to take a long time for the Glazers to get out of Man United or do you think that this will, once Ratcliffe's in the door and if he, if he does um, manage to, to get some of the stake at Man United do you think that he can get all of it um, later on? I don't know, I think it's going to take a long time to, to, to get, for United fans to get what they want Mm-hmm. Um, United needs a lot of work. It needs a lot of money pumped into it. We're not we're not just talking about the mm-hmm. the team. We're talking about the stadium, the, the training facilities, everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's quite clear that Glazers they they're not going to do that. Yeah, they've so, ne- neglected to that. They've neglected again. Neglected. I think fans are and and I think Gary Neville is responsible for a lot of problems at Man United. I think he needs to just rein it in. Yeah. Um, I think people forget the Glazers have spent a heck of a lot of money for Man United. They have bought every manager virtually what he's wanted. Yeah. Um, to be fair, they so have, we, but we need that's to, not we need off money off remember. the back. Yeah, but, but so we've got but, to kind the, of remember that. It's, the point, the point is though. The point is though, and this is what I don't like. It's the Glazers yeah. Football Club. They can do whatever they want. Yeah. The fans are not entitled to say to the Glazers, "You're using that money to buy this. Why don't you put your own money into it?" It's their money. They can do whatever they want. No, and fans yeah. are constantly asking, you should be doing this, you should be doing that, you should be doing this. So I think the Glazers need to to, to sell. Mm-hmm. I don't think they will anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think fans would be better venting their frustration. Because I'm, I'm, I'm watching this at Birmingham City at the moment. Mm-hmm. I'm watching this at Birmingham City as well. Mm-hmm. Fans would be better venting their frustration and using that to spur on the team because the team need the fans. The Glazers don't need the fans. The Glazers will keep making money regardless. It's Man United. Yeah. So, yeah, Ratcliffe would be great, but I've got no excitement because I, I can't see it happening. Mm-hmm. Now, what's your kind of take, Ronan? Do you think that this is a fairy tale story of a, a, a fan, um, even though he was linked with Chelsea, um, which is interesting, um, a fan uh, of Jim Ratcliffe taking over Man United? Do you think this is... Um, has potential or do you think that it's it's just yeah it's not worth talking about I think he's interested and I think he would like to but I just I don't think there's any point in thinking about it because the Glazers the Gla- there's reports that the Glazers are looking to sell they won't sell they won't there's no chance the Glazers will be there till they die unless some outstanding massive bid for 
there so is, there's more there is, so there's more chance of yeah. there's more chance of Elon Musk taking charge of Man U than there is of Jim Ratcliffe. Well, he he joked jokingly said on Twitter that he'd buy them, yeah. and then yeah, that was quite funny. Do you know what the problem is with the Glazers though? Mm-hmm. Is they came into that club what two thousand and four, two thousand and five, mm-hmm. and they had like Man United had a um, debt of six hundred million. Mm-hmm. What's the debt in Man U right now? Six hundred million. Yeah. So they've not put anything into the club at all. They've mm-hmm. kept everything to themselves. That like. They came in with the view, well, not them, but the fans came in. When they came in, I think the fans' view were great. We've got this; these new board members in. Brilliant. We can get rid of all this debt that we've got and we can have a clean slate. Mm-hmm. But they're just they're just pure greed. No, That's all it is. Yeah, it's like, it, yeah, you know, it's almost like it is, in a way, on a higher level, it's like Mike mm-hmm. Ashley. They're trapped. They're stuck. Mm-hmm. It, it's just like he's, they'll just take what they can from the club. Mm-hmm. They'll make their signings every season, uh, mm-hmm. but it's not. It's not going to get better. So no. token gestures, isn't it? It's token gestures. They they do what they need to get by. Yeah. Um. They 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 don't they don't really care, do they? Because they're making a lot of money, and that's why Woodward stayed in the job for so long yeah. because financially mm-hmm. he was brilliant at his job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. No, what I don't understand as well, though, is that I I can understand with the training ground to a degree of not increasing that. But in terms of Old Trafford itself, if you exp- it takes a lot of money. We've seen with Tottenham, for example, that it, building the new White Hart Lane, it's cost over a billion pounds. They've had to take loans, um, Tottenham, and they've had to like obviously do deals. But they've done deals with like the NFL. Um, we've we've seen they've they've done deals with that. And obviously concerts, etc. You're not going to get concerts at Old Trafford. It's a it's a worn out stadium. No one's going to want to go there. So you're losing revenue in that aspect. So I, I don't quite understand the Old Trafford side of things, like of re- renovating it or um, they need a stadium badly. They do. They it's to, bad. It, it really it's is horrendous. It's, it's really bad. I've been I, I've been there as well. Like I've been there for an away game, and I, I know it was only on the away end, but. It was horrific, and I can no, only imagine what the. They don't need a new stadium as such because it's a great stadium. They just need to. It just needs a whole refurb. That's all it needs. But just it's not the, even a refurb. It's, it's so, like it's it's, it's the building so work as well, though. You, you, you do need to do some construction work because that building work is not going to be. You're it's not going to expand become, it. Properly. It's starting to become unsafe, actually. Yeah, <laughs> uh, does, yeah. as well. I, I think the training ground is is shocking. Oh, it you is. Look at some of the top clubs. You you look at Leicester. Leicester have spent so much money on a mm. state of the art training ground. Mm. If you're a player, where do you spend the majority of your time? So, someone, so, so, someone have got a better training ground. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, light than I, I'm, I'm sure they do. United's training ground is awful, and and it's it's just it's it's shocking that mm. one of the biggest clubs in the world is beh- so behind clubs like Leicester. In terms of facilities, have you ever been to the King Power Stadium? That King Power no, Stadium is a no. perfect stadium, yeah. and like United Stadium is, it's decrepit, it's fallen apart, and it's it's mm-hmm. it's not the theatre of dreams. It, it it's not. It's the theatre of nightmares, more likely, mate. I had to get that. Oh, I didn't um, say that because I didn't want to hear that. <laughs> I knew it was had coming. To, had to get that. In there. Um, no, you know, you know what it has to be that. Um, no, anyway, I think yeah, as we said, Man United. 
I can understand with the training ground because it's not going to make them any money. Yeah, it's for a player, it looks depre- it's depressing. But as owners of Man United, it's due diligence, to be honest. It's 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 you, mm-hmm. you, you spend money on the stadium, you're going to make money. That's the thing, you're going to make more money. Um, and I, I, just, I don't, I don't quite understand that. I don't, I don't understand the, that at all. The Glazers have got away with it for the last sort of five, six, seven years, honestly. They... <laughs> I've actually got some respect for Man uh-huh. United fans because they have been an absolute joke of a club mm-hmm. for the last seven years, say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that stadium is full every single week. And yeah. the Glazers know that that's full every week. So they're like, Do you know what? We're still making our money. We don't care. You know, you bang on. I saw something on you. You bang on there. I saw something on on Twitter which was empty United. Yeah, and, empty and old, old traffic. Was an empty the whole thing about it is. Great. If you don't go to your seat, a tourist is going to snap that ticket up, no problem. So Man United every week, if you notice, the away end, the home end is rammed. Even for cup games, it's rammed. And that's because the Glazers know Man United. They send out season tickets the the second the season's over. If United went down to the championship... They'd sell out straight away again, and and the Glazers are. Yeah, well, I don't, I, I don't know if that would be the case because then you've I not would. got the, the you've but you've not got the the, the glamour ties. You're going so you're playing against so? you're playing against. Because? No, because I think the foreign market. Derby, think... Derby County went down to League One, mm-hmm. and they sold they sold them twenty thousand season tickets. There's a difference though because that's that, that it's completely different. Theo. It's not completely different. different. It's it is because different. because you're saying you're saying okay so the fact the Man United fan United so you're, you're saying you're no but like let's go back to your point you said that if man a Man United fan a genuine Man United fan from Manchester didn't buy their season ticket or didn't buy their ticket that a foreign a foreign person uh, a person coming into this country on holiday would buy the ticket that's that's no. understandable in the Premier League that is going to happen but if you're in the Championship or the EFL the lower divisions. They're not going to be wanting to go to Man United versus. No, I'm Hull not City. saying that. I'm not saying. I'm not saying individual tickets. I'm saying season ticket holders. Oh. Every the the ninety five percent of season ticket holders, if United went down to the Championship, would renew their season ticket. But that's where they've got to to make a a point and not doing that. That's but that's, why? That's... But why they lose out? It's their club. It's their life. It is. Why is would there? you it stop? Is. But then you, that's the only the thing that keeps. But that's the thing. Is yourself, you're missing out. But that's the, the Glazers that, don't care. But the Glazers do care if it's not bringing any money. If they're not then selling that, like you, you can still then buy a ticket. If you but don't you're not, your season you're not ticket, you're going to do that. There's, there's a big difference between Birmingham, like for example, two examples: Birmingham City and Man United. If Blues went down, I can mm-hmm. tell you people wouldn't renew their season ticket. But if Man United went down, United season ticket holders would renew their season ticket one hundred percent because it's Man United. Mm. I, 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 it's, it's a stupid point. I mean, they're not going to go down anyway. The, the likely no, no, Man United ever go down. What my point's trying to bring out. What my point's trying to bring out is the Glazers have got something incredible. They're not just going to sell it because they've got a couple of thousand United fans screaming at them. Oh no, they're something. not. They're they're not. And I I I think that's the thing. The protests. I I I'll go to that. What do you make of the protests? Do you think that the protests, the the walk to Old Trafford was? I think it's I pointless. I think yeah, it's, it's like, absolutely pointless. Yeah. I, I watch it and I laugh. You know, it's all these yeah. green and yellow scarves as well. I, I laugh. I think <laughs> just shut up. You don't. You've you've paid a lot of money for those season tickets. Some mm. of those season tickets are going for fifteen hundred pound. The average person has to work hard to afford that, and you're going and protesting just because you want someone out. 
shocking. Just no, nah, I disagree with that. It's shocking. They're, it doesn't. Nah, it doesn't change anything, though, man. It doesn't change anything. Yeah, but they've made they've spent their hard earned cash, and what they're seeing isn't good enough. If you're seeing your team, who's supposed to be one of the biggest clubs in the yeah, world, cream get the dumped four 0 off a of Brentford in the first half hour of a game, you have a right to be absolutely raging at the board because they don't do enough. They've not done enough at the club. And the best way to do it for me is to boycott. Mm-hmm. Show the Glazers. That, that's that's what you're I'm right. Saying. That's what you're saying. right. You're right, Theo. It won't happen because Man United fans have shown for the last however many years and the banter years that that these are that they won't do that. But what I'm saying is is if they really, really want something to happen, that's what it's going to have to take. Because the Glazers are in this wee Cushy side where they're 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 more than happy. They they've got it comfortable, and they're like, do you know what? We can get beat eight 0 against. Do you know? Liverpool, do you know the the people who are lucky enough to to go to Old Trafford, and this is the difference. The I've been to Old Trafford, and I've sat in the Sarks Ferguson stand, and I took a look around me, and a lot of people who 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 are there, it's families, it's people who've had season ticket tickets in the family for years. It's not what I would call the vocal supporters who, you know, they they, they pay on the gate sort sort of thing. You know, they, they, they want not, to see it's a different. The, it's, it's the fact what I'm is, saying is those fans not in the Stretford end though. I thought that no, was but, but, but what I'm saying what I'm saying is anyone who's fortunate to have a Man United season ticket, mm-hmm. they they know how fortunate they are. So, in my opinion, I don't think you've got the real the real fans at the ground. I really don't. I don't think you've got but, the real the real vo- vocal fans at the ground. So that's why it'll never that, change. That's like saying that no matter what happens, Manu could go on a 10-game losing streak mm-hmm. and that's okay. That's basically what you're saying. What, what, I, I'm, what, I'm say, what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, right, I don't think it, I don't think it matters what United do. United could finish 17th. I still think they'd be getting 75,000... Attendance they every will. single week. They, they will. will, yeah. And I don't yeah. think anything would change. I don't. It doesn't matter if they boycott. It doesn't matter if they if they storm the glazers. I don't think anything's going to change ever. The the, the the only thing that I think, as as you said, the only thing I think changes is if you if you did get relegated. That's the only way that change happen. I think that change for someone like Man United could ever happen. Or the thing there's is, a situation of of, of, continue of, over of and over Joe Glazer passes away or something like that. Because that's the that's the main what probably the Glazers behind um, Man United. Obviously, we've seen Avram, but Avram doesn't. I don't think. He, I don't think he even cares that. Well, they don't. They both don't care, as I said. But yeah, um, in terms of actually. The person really probably behind the the the, the money side of things, I think. Yeah. It's metal because they strike. They, they do well in the NFL and all that strike deals. Well, it's just they don't have a care about football clearly and about Man United. Yeah, but no, like I think if you if you're spending your hard earned cash to go watch your team every week, and the performances are like that, I think you have a complete like a complete right to to show what you yeah. think it. Yeah, definitely. No, I, I, as you said, I think they have a right to do it, and I think it's it's a good idea to agree to 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 protest. But yeah, as we've seen, it's probably not going to have a massive effect. But 
I, I hope for Man United to a degree. Like I, I don't have any feelings towards Man United really, but in terms of actually as a football fan, yeah, football fans deserve the most from their clubs. They need they need communication. They need, and that's what I thought. I thought it was quite actually interesting. Just a final point on it. I thought it was interesting, like when Richard Arnold came and spoke to fans. I thought it was quite interesting because at least there was some communication there. It was after he was threatened, uh, but at least there was some communication to a degree. And I think there needs to be more of that in order from the, the people below the Glazers, the, the likes of Richard Arnold, um, Murta, um, there needs to be communication by these these uh, individuals to to really kind of bring the fans together. Um, so no, yeah, it's a, it's a a good place to wrap up, guys. Um, just a quick opinion on on one other game. Um, yeah, Leeds United versus Chelsea. I thought that was a fantastic game. I won't lie, I watched the game, the whole game, and I thought they were fantastic. And Jesse Marsh, yeah, I, I think yeah, as you used to said. Don't think he's getting sacked now. I thought that was a, a class performance. I don't know what's your kind of take quickly, uh, Theo, on, on that performance. Chelsea are horrific. Yeah. And this is what we've been saying at the start. And they got done by a team who just wanted it more. Mm-hmm. Simple yeah. as that. Yeah. Aronson looks incredible. Oh, he's fantastic. Yeah. We've been saying it for a while, haven't we? Uh, that he's been class. And, and Ronan, uh, what was your kind of take on, on that game? Yeah. Um, the red card with Koulibaly at the end summed up the game for, for Chelsea. Uh, yeah. Leeds were brilliant. Thomas Tuchel annoys me because his comments are just bizarre sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like he said that he doesn't understand Chelsea were the better team. Shut up, mate. Yeah. Leeds were brilliant. Yeah, you, were. you just can't take the fact that you lost. Yeah. And it, he's just, he's just, just a crap manager, to be brutally honest. He's a better manager. He's yeah. a better manager. He was like that like, at Dortmund. He, he was like that at Dortmund, though. You've seen it? You've seen it? Last week with with Conte, they, mm-hmm. he was better because they yeah. lost yeah. a last minute equaliser. So, yeah. like to say that to say that Chelsea were the better team and Leeds got lucky, mm-hmm. you're talking absolute rubbish, man. Yeah, yeah, not definitely the case. Um, yeah, I think that's a. I, I just wanted to comment on that because I thought it was a class performance of the weekend. I thought it was the the game of the week. Well, apart from Man City Newcastle, that was a good game as well. Um, but I thought that that game showed that Leeds have got some bottle about them and yeah people, about people laugh at Jesse Marsh but I know Ali, yeah I, I, I think, it's think st- it's the American effect he's American and it, it's soccer do you know what I mean but mm-hmm. no Jesse Marsh this, is a very very good manager the, I rated him at, I rated him at Salzburg yeah um, it didn't work out from at Leipzig but I, again I don't think he got time yeah. I think Jesse Marsh is a very talented manager Mm-hmm. There's there's always been that thing, although it's like stereotypes. And yeah, he's there's a reason that he was a part of the the Red Bull um uh, process and 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 that that organisation. Anyway, no, it's a it's a good way to wrap up. I just wanted to yeah comment about that because I thought it was a, a, a the game of the weekend in my opinion. Um yeah. Anyway, thank you very much, uh, boys, for for assisting me uh, tonight. Um, talking about your clubs, Theo. Thank you very much. Uh, for your your help and also Ronan thank you as well for coming about Liverpool as well um, it'll be an interesting to see how these clubs um, get on uh, later down the line We've, we're going to see uh, a lot of uh, ups and downs for these clubs obviously Man United are playing Southampton Ronan who, who are Liverpool oh it's Bournemouth they're playing Bournemouth Liverpool yeah. Um, so yeah we'll, we'll be interested to see how they get on Um, so yeah going to be quite exciting obviously Casemiro is going to be starting his probably his debut um, against Southampton as well so that'll be interesting to see how he gets on in the Premier League Um, anyway thank you very much to all our listeners for for, for listening to this episode of the Emphatic Fanatics uh, we hope you enjoyed uh, it very much and yeah we, we've got a lot to 
to to come um, on on the podcast. Where I'm not sure what episode we're thinking about next. Probably another either European or maybe a Scottish episode. Um, but we'll 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 discuss it. We also want to me and Theo, um, Ronan, you're gonna have to do this one as well. We're we're talking about an EFL podcast as well. Um, so we're, you're gonna have to get clued up about the championship and and the lower divisions as well in, in England. Um, so yeah, be prepared for that one, um, mate. So yeah, uh, we're 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 looking forward to doing that one as well in the future no but thank you again for listening guys make sure you uh, like this episode comment down below anything you'd like to see in the future if you'd like to come on the podcast yeah hit us up on instagram uh, through a message and also yeah make sure to, to to give us a follow on that as well but no thank you very much for listening and we'll catch you later bye for now